Hey, it's your buddy AJ from the Wife Files. And Hecklefish. Right, and Hecklefish. We just wanted to tell you that if you want to start a podcast, Spotify makes it easy. It'd have to be easy for humans to understand it. Will you stop that? I'm just saying. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts from your computer. I don't have a computer. Do you have a phone? Of course I have a phone. I'm not a savage. Well, with Spotify, you can record podcasts from your phone, too. Spotify makes it easy to distribute your podcast to every platform, and you can even earn money. I do need money. What do you need money for? You're kidding? I'm getting killed on Guppy support payments. These three ex-wives are expensive. But you don't want to support your kids? What are you, my wife's lawyer now? Never mind. And I don't know if you noticed, but all Wi-Fi's episodes are video, too. And there's a ton of other features, but... But we can't be here all day. Will you settle down? I need you to hurry up with this stupid commercial. I got a packed calendar today. I'm sorry about him. (laughs) Anyway, check out Spotify for Podcasters. It's free, no catch, and you can start today. Are we done? We're done, but you need to check your attitude. Excuse me, but I don't have all day to sit here and talk about Spotify. Look, this would go a lot faster if if you would just let me get through it without... This episode of The Y-Files is brought to you by Surfshark. Despite it being humanity's constant companion through all of recorded time, the moon is still a mystery. Science hasn't been able to explain how the moon was formed, its unusual orbit, its distance from us, its density, its composition, its structure. These are all still questions. Now, there are theories about the moon that solve some of these puzzles, but they don't solve all of them. There's only one theory that answers every scientific question about the moon. Just one. That the moon is a hollow artificial structure brought here by someone else. Let's find out why. Let's start at the beginning. We're taught that the moon has been here forever. But there's controversy about this because scientists can't agree on how the moon was formed in the first place. The first theory of how the moon became linked to the Earth is the capture theory. It says the moon was just floating along, drifted near the Earth, and was pulled into orbit. This is almost impossible. Another explanation is the accretion theory, that the moon and Earth formed out of dust clouds in the early solar system. But when systems form through accretion, they share similar traits. If the moon was formed this way, it would have an iron core, like the Earth. It would spin on an axis, like the Earth. But neither of these are true. The fission hypothesis was popular for a while, and this says the early Earth was spinning so fast that the moon was formed out of rock in the Pacific Ocean that was flung into space. But we later learned that moon rock is much older than the bottom of the ocean, so this is unlikely. The most popular explanation is the giant impact theory. This says that a large object about the size of Mars smashed into the proto-Earth. The debris field from the collision coalesced to create the Earth-Moon system. Again, these conditions would have to be so perfect that the odds are... Astronomical. Right. Now, a recent theory is a combination of all of these. That a large object collided with the Earth about four and a half billion years ago, essentially vaporizing it. And this vapor is called a synestia. And the synestia was spinning very rapidly, forming a torus. And the moon formed on the edge of this torus. Whoa, 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 hold on. Torus? What's a torus? Well, this shape is a torus. Uh, that looks like a donut. It does, but in geometry, if you revolve a circle around an axis in three-dimensional space, it's called a torus. Yeesh, and you wonder why you're not popular at parties. I'm very popular at parties, aren't I? So, we still don't know how the moon was created. You would think that actually going to the moon and collecting rock samples would solve some of these puzzles. But when moon rocks were brought back and studied, it only created more questions. 
since landing on the moon in 1969, <laughs> the moon landing was as fake as a teenager's Instagram. I knew you were going to do this. Look, do you like the idea that the moon is a hollow spaceship? Well, uh, yeah, I gotta admit, I, I do kind of like this idea. Okay, so for us to explore this theory, you need to concede that we went to the moon. Fine, I will concede we went to the moon. Thank you. But those were unmanned missions. The landings were actually filmed in a studio in Burbank, California. Fine, uh, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> moon rocks and soil samples brought back from the moon are strange. On Earth, the newest rocks are at the surface, and the rock gets older as you go deeper. Now, this is obvious and logical. But on the moon, the soil on the surface is older than the rocks underneath. And the surface rocks are older than the rock underneath them. It's backwards. The only way this happens on Earth is when we drill, dig, and mine, bringing older material to the surface. But we see this all over the moon. Now, if the moon was somehow hollowed out, older rock would be on top. But the list of anomalies goes on. Typical planetary structures have denser materials toward the core and lighter materials toward the surface. On the moon, this too is reversed, and no one could really explain why. The moon's surface is pockmarked by asteroid impacts that have happened for billions of years. So you would expect the rock around the impact craters to be different ages. But there is a strange uniformity in the age of these rocks. The chemical makeup of lunar dust is also very odd. If lunar dust is the result of billions of years of impacts, why does it have a different chemical makeup of the rocks around it? The moon doesn't have a magnetic field, yet moon rocks are strongly magnetized. The Earth is 4.6 billion years old, but the oldest rocks we found are much younger than that. Moon rocks are older, much older. Some rocks have been dated to the very beginning of the solar system, and some are said to be even older than that. Uranium-236 and Neptunium-237 are found on the moon. This is notable because those radioactive elements don't occur naturally. The only way we see those isotopes on Earth is if we create them. Titanium, chromium, and zirconium are rare on Earth, but these are found in abundance on the Moon. If the Earth and Moon were formed together, why such a big discrepancy? And those metals happen to be some of the most strongest materials that are known to exist, and they're highly resistant to corrosion. If you wanted to reinforce a structure, these are the metals you would use. This structural reinforcement could explain why Moon craters all seem to be the same depth, no matter how wide they are. Shouldn't craters of different sizes be of different depths? It's as if there's a resilient metallic shell just beneath the surface of the moon, preventing anything from penetrating further. Now, if there were some type of instruments on the moon's surface that could detect seismic activity, we could test the hollow moon theory by intentionally colliding objects with the moon. This sounds like a setup. We did this, didn't we? We did. And is it hollow? Well, hey -o! After returning to the command module, the Apollo 12 crew intentionally released the lunar lander, crashing it into the moon's surface. Then something very unexpected happened. Seismic measurements showed that the moon rang like a bell and reverberated for more than an hour. This was with a very small object compared to the size of the moon. So during Apollo 13, an even heavier object was crashed into the surface. This time, the moon rang for over three hours, and vibrations traveled to a depth of 20 miles. This doesn't happen on Earth. Reverberations last only a few minutes because of the Earth's density. 
And on Earth, vibrations slow down as they move toward the Earth's center, where material is denser. But the vibrations on the Moon actually got faster around 40 miles down, indicating the interior of the Moon is not only far less dense, but perhaps has large, hollow cavities. The density of the Moon is something that's difficult to explain. The Moon is about 25% the size of the Earth, but it's only about 1% of the Earth's density. If the Moon were a hollow shell, this would explain that. Besides the density issue, the Moon has a lot of characteristics and coincidences that we don't see anywhere else. The Moon is actually more like a planet than a Moon. At one quarter the Earth's size, no other object in the solar system has a Moon this large. This occurs nowhere else, not in our solar system or any other solar system that we found. And the Moon orbits much more closely than it should. And its orbit is also a mystery. It's the only object we've ever observed with a near perfectly circular orbit. We don't see this anywhere else either. Because of this near perfect orbit and its size and distance from the Earth, the Moon appears in the sky as almost the exact same size as the Sun. This is what allows us to have eclipses. Our distance to the Sun is 400 times our distance to the Moon. And the size of the Sun is 400 times the size of the Moon. Could this be a coincidence? Nah. Well, when enough coincidences pile up, we may have to adjust our thinking and be a little more open-minded. And that's what happened in 1970. Two Soviet scientists looked at all the evidence and all these coincidences and came to what they felt was the only logical conclusion. And they agreed that their theory sounded crazy, but said not only is the moon hollow, but it's also a spacecraft that traveled here in the distant past. So now we have to ask, who built the moon? Every ancient culture on Earth has stories about the moon, but it's interesting that the further back you go, the fewer stories there are. And if you go back far enough, there are stories that talk about a sky before the moon arrived. Roman and Greek authors in the 5th century BC have stories about the proselytes, and they lived in an area called Arcadia. And they said they've been here since before there was a moon in the heavens. Now, on the other side of the world, the ancient culture of Tiwanaka in Bolivia also refers to a time when there was no moon. The Tuanaka claim the moon arrived between 11,500 and 13,000 years ago. If you're into ancient theories as much as I am, you'll recognize that this time coincides perfectly with a period called the Younger Dryas. And all kinds of myths and mysteries are said to have happened during the Younger Dryas, and we'll cover them on this channel. Now, going back to Africa, there are Zulu legends that specifically say the moon is hollow, and living inside is an intelligent race of reptilian extraterrestrials. Lizard people? Yep. Lizard people built the moon! That's what they believe. Lizard people are very industrious. They seem to be. The Zulu believe the moon was put into orbit by two brothers who were gods, and this legend is similar to what the Sumerians believed. The Sumerians also had a legend of two brothers, Enki and Enlil, who were called... Anunnaki! Yep, Anunnaki the extraterrestrial gods who created mankind. Everything is falling into place with this one. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. How about this? The Zulu also believed that before the moon arrived, the climate of the Earth was very different. There were no seasons, and a blanket of thick water vapor covered the entire planet. And we now know that the moon does stabilize our climate. 
Without the moon's gravity, the Earth's axis would wobble. There would be no consistent seasons, no tides, extreme weather. The presence of the moon is what allows life on Earth to thrive. So back to the Zulu. The Earth was covered by a thick layer of water vapor, and you could only see the sun through this hazy mist. When the moon was finally placed into orbit, all this water vapor fell at once, and it created a cataclysmic global flood. Always a flood. Always. Every time. Every ancient culture has a flood myth, and there's mounting evidence that this did indeed happen during the Younger Dryas. Cultures around the world have myths that are in perfect sync with each other. The coincidences keep piling up. The Zulu legend talks about how the arrival of the moon changed the tides and stabilized the climate. And this is something that wasn't understood by science until the past hundred years. Yet somehow the ancient Zulu were able to make the connection between the moon and the tides and the seasons. All of these myths and legends, plus strange coincidences and anomalies about the moon, start to add up to a compelling theory that the moon is hollow, is artificial, and was placed here by intelligent beings long ago. But coincidences aren't proof, and myths aren't proof. We need to know what's been happening on the moon lately to see if we can make our case with hard evidence. Lucky for us, the evidence is there. Science tells us that the moon is a cold, lifeless place. It has no atmosphere. There hasn't been seismic activity for millions of years. Its core, unlike the Earth's, is cold. For a supposedly dead world, there's an awful lot of activity up there. On March 7, 1971, a cloud of water vapor appeared on the moon that covered 100 square miles, and it was there for 14 hours before it dissipated. There's not supposed to be atmosphere on the moon, but for those 14 hours, there was. In fact, six astronomers in the past hundred years have documented a glowing mist in the crater named Plato. The same mist, the same crater, over many years. Boulder tracks are seen on the moon, all over the place. And that's weird enough, but how do boulders roll for miles and then go uphill, like in this photo? And since the days of Aristotle, astronomers have seen strange lights appear on the surface of the moon, sometimes visible with the naked eye. NASA even reported that between the years 1540 and 1967, there were 570 sightings of light flashes on the moon that couldn't be explained. Sightings of strange lights continue to this day. The Aristarchus crater was photographed in 1992, and it shows a glowing blue light, now called the Blue Gem. And this anomaly has been seen by Earth-based telescopes every few years since. Some have even speculated it's a fusion reactor. And these events of mysterious light and mist happen so frequently that there's even a name for them, transient lunar phenomena, or TLPs. But things get even more weird. There are plenty of photographs of what appear to be artificial objects on the surface of the moon. Towers that reach several miles high, pyramids, symmetrical structures. These have been photographed by astronomers, probes, even the astronauts themselves. And the biggest anomaly of all? Why haven't we gone back to the moon? Sergeant Carl Wolf was working as a technician for the Air Force, and he was repairing equipment that transferred images from a lunar satellite. Those photos, according to Sergeant Wolf, showed artificial structures on the moon, what he described as a base. And this is corroborated by another technician working with Wolf. And Wolf wasn't a UFO ET moon theory guy. He was just a tech. He said he was excited to see the pictures on the news and have NASA explain what they were. 
He was surprised when the photos never turned up. The photos were found in a very early release from NASA. These structures are very large and very tall. You can even see they cast shadows. And these are photos I'd like to learn more about, but I can't, they no longer exist. Now, almost immediately after landing on the moon, the Apollo 11 crew said they saw something that shook them up. Watch the press conference they gave when they returned. These men aren't acting like they made history or had a life-changing experience. It's uh, a beginning of a new age. They look sad, frightened, uncomfortable, even depressed. Why? Is there a reason we haven't returned to the moon? And could it be that the Apollo missions discovered something that ancient cultures knew centuries ago? Something that reputable scientists believe is the only answer to this list of mysteries. That the moon is not what it seems or what we've been told. The moon is hollow, artificially constructed, and appeared in Earth's orbit from somewhere else far away. Eh, makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you? So what can science explain about the hollow moon spaceship theory? Well, the formation of the moon is still unknown, so score theory one, science zero. The density problem is said to be because after the giant impact, the Earth's upper mantle formed the moon. The mantle is much less dense than the core. Okay, the problem with this is, the giant impact theory probably isn't what happened. And the theory about the Earth and the moon forming out of that big donut shape? Um, in geometry, that's called a torus. Taurus. Well, that wouldn't explain the density discrepancy. We're told the moon ringing like a bell is because the moon is much less dense, and the moon's rock has much less water, so vibrations reverberate longer and farther. This can't be proven, but okay. The perfect eclipses? Well, here's where science wins. The eclipses aren't exact. They're close, but not perfect. Besides, the moon is drifting farther away from the Earth every year, so eclipses are becoming less and less perfect all the time. And whether the moon arrived 14,000 years ago or was formed billions of years ago, it was much closer to the Earth, so it was much larger in the sky. Now, NASA claims that we know the moon isn't hollow because of seismic observations. And that's fair, but it's still conjecture. Look, we don't know for sure what's at the center of the Earth, much less what's at the center of the moon. If there's anything at all. Right. Now, the structures are said to be shadows or optical illusions. Nope. And the lights are from meteor impacts or reflections from glassy patches on the surface. Nope. But the bottom line is this. Yes, the hollow moon spaceship theory is a wild one. I admit that. And many of the anomalies found on the moon can be explained. The explanations aren't perfect, but they're enough to satisfy skeptics. And I consider myself a skeptic, but I'm open-minded. I just want to know the truth. And when I started researching this story... I thought it would be a fun ride, a pure tinfoil hat experience that we could button up with science. That's not what happened. There's just so much unknown and unexplainable that something doesn't feel right about what we've been told about the moon. But as always, the space agencies and the governments they serve are very selective about the images and information they release. So I have a message for them. For NASA, the European Space Agency, Russia, China, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, and anyone with the resources to put people back on the moon. The message is this. If you want us to believe your explanations, you're going to have to prove it. All right. What's this? I got a sponsor. 
You've got a sponsor. Why do you need a sponsor? Inflation. Fish food is costing me a fin and a fin. Besides, I'm getting killed on Bitcoin. I told you to sell a little. Hold on! All right, so what is Surfshark and why do you need it? It's a VPN. Virtual a private network. I know what a VPN is. Well, there are some shows I like to watch, but they're not available to stream in the U.S., so I, I can change my IP address to different countries to watch them. Example? Well, you, you know how Netflix dropped The Office, and now it's on Peacock or Pigeon or whatever cockamamie service that is? Yeah, that, that was annoying. Well, I can use an IP address in the U.K. and still watch it for free on Netflix. Sounds kind of sneaky. I know. I love it. Or I can use an IP address in Australia and watch The Big Lebowski. That is a good one. The fish abides. And since my IP address is hidden, Google and Facebook can't track me. Oh yeah, you definitely don't want big internet companies having access to your data. Not just companies, government too. When I'm looking up information about the moon landing, which is definitely fake, none of those three-letter agencies can track me and and jam me up. It's like a tinfoil hat. For your internet. Huh. Nice catchphrase. Yeah, you like that, huh? I even got one of those code things so people can get their own tinfoil hat for their internet. Get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash files and enter promo code files for 83% off and three extra months for free. That works out to only $2.49 a month. That's a small price to pay for security and privacy. That's surfshark.deals slash files. That was a pretty good sponsor read. Well, you aren't the only former radio personality on this show, you know. That was Love in the Rocks by Neil Diamond. For all you broken hearts drowning your sorrows tonight. And before that, we went all the way back to the grooveyard for a little classic Marvin Gaye. Good evening, lovers and lovettes. My name is Hecklefish, and you're taking a midnight ride on WAVE to Wave with 55 minutes of love songs every hour. Keep it locked into the wave, because I can go all night. This next one is a long-distance dedication from Sharon in Chicago. She writes, You've always had my back. You make me feel protected and safe. Here's I'll Be There. Just for you, Surfshark. Get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deal slash files and enter promo code files for 83% off and three extra months for free. Eh, not bad. Thanks. Mine was better. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. My name is AJ. That's Hecklefish. This has been The Y Files. If you had fun or learned anything, do me a favor and like, subscribe, comment, share. I hate to give you homework, but that stuff really helps out a small channel. And if you have a topic you'd like covered or you have interesting information to share, email tips at the Putting it in the comments is cool, but I don't want to miss it. So use that email. And special thanks to our generous patrons who make this channel possible. We couldn't do it without you. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and know that you are appreciated. <laughs>